All right, decisions. We always got to make all these decisions, and I I like doing that. At the same time, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know. Maybe I picked the wrong decision. No, no, I never make the wrong decision. I'm having an argument with myself. That's what's going on today. Welcome to the Michael Slate Show. And uh, I was just trying to get Kiana to laugh. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Michael Slate Show. I'm really happy to be here today and be happy happy to be talking to you today, all right? Before we get into uh, the whole show, I want to let people know that if you are listening to the show sometime after it was originally broadcast, you'll be hearing us talk about calling us up. Well, you won't be able to do that if you're listening to it after the show was already broadcast. We have a lot of stuff going on today, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And if you're not worried about it um, and thinking about what the hell needs to be done, then we got to talk some more, but not today, although you can listen today. But it's actually, we really do have a, 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 a packed show, and I think it's one of the most important things that I'm going to be doing today. Um, we're going to be running a, uh, a, basically a clip or a number of clips from a speech um, by Baba Bakian, and uh, it's why we need an actual revolution and how we can really make revolution and we have a, a number of video clips from the speech and, and, and the Q&A session. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But I also wanted to let you know that, look, there's a, there's a thing going on in, this, in, the, in, this, in the world, actually, in, and in this country in particular. And we have to pay some attention to not letting things, not, ju- not just being satisfied with like, okay, well, it seems to be okay. It's not, in, it's not impacting me because, damn it, it is impacting all of us, you know, uh, whether you get it yourself right away, whether you get, you know, impacted right away or you, you got to wait. We are, there's a lot of hell going being raised out here. There's a lot of hell happening here. And, you know, that's what our show is going to be talking about today. Um, one of the things that we're doing is, uh, and I really want to make this, uh, this, this right now, even though it's going to be later in the show. Um, it's been a while since we've done this, but I want to spend part of the show today hearing about your ideas and concerns. Okay. And I'll be giving out the phone number later, but you can get to the head of the line by posting on social media. And that's that's my Twitter. My Twitter is at Michael Slate 195 on Facebook. Of course, I'll learn how to stop (laughs) letting my lips get stuck there on Facebook. I'm Michael Slate 589. Once again, that's Michael Slate 589. So that's on Twitter and it's at Mike. It's at Michael Slate. 195 and on Facebook it's uh, Michael Slate 589. All right, so get your thumbs busy and uh, you know get ready for this. All right, now what I want to do is uh, I want to read again the five stops. Um, we've been we've had we have many different types of guests on the show, and uh, from artists to scientists, we've covered a broad range of topics, and hopefully. We'll be doing more on art and music in, the fu- uh, in future shows. But when I talk about the, pol- the political content of the show, it always comes back to the five stops. So here they are, okay? Check this out. Think about them. And uh, we can talk about them, okay? So the five stops, all right? It's stop genocidal persecution, mass incarceration, police brutality, and murder of black and brown people. Stop the patriarchal degradation, dehumanization, and subjugation of all women everywhere and all oppression based on gender or sexual orientation. Stop wars of empire, armies of occupation, and crimes against humanity. 
stop the demonization, criminalization, and deportations of immigrants and the uh, militarization of the border. And finally, stop capitalism, imperialism from destroying our planet. These are the kinds of things that we have to face up to today. And we can't back away from it. We can't pretend it's not there. We need to do this now, okay? So we're going to basically hear Bob Avakian. I'll, I'll say this. This is something that I was looking at it last night, and I was, re- I was reading it, and I was listening to it, and I realized how important it is to actually take hold of what Avakian is saying here. So I was really happy to be able to say, we're going to play this. We're going to play this and uh, have people listen to it think about it and start maybe you know not maybe but i just i hope that a number of people would actually get off and start walking with it talking with it bringing it out to people so without any further ado only an actual revolution can bring about the fundamental change that is needed in 2012 in revolution nothing less i talked about the outrageous murder of Romarley Graham earlier that same year, shot down in his own house in the Bronx by the New York City police. He was only 18 years old. Do I have to tell you what race he was? His mother kept saying, this has to stop. And his father repeated over and over, Why did they kill my son? Why did they kill my son? New York cops then loudly rallied around their fellow pig who murdered Ramarley in cold blood, viciously taunting Ramarley's family and loved ones, demonstrating yet one more time the ugly truth that in the way this country has been built and for the powers that be in this country, The humanity of black people has never counted for anything. They have never been valued as human beings, but only as things to be exploited, oppressed, and repressed. Six years later, and with cold-blooded murders by police, continuing in an unbroken chain, I will say again now what I said then. How many more times does this have to happen? How many more times do the tears and the cries of anguish and anger have to pour forth from the wounded hearts of people? How many more times when another of these outrageous murders is perpetrated by the police do we have to hear those words that pour gasoline on the already burning wounds. Justifiable homicide, justified use of force by police. How many more? Ramarley Graham, Nicholas Hayward Jr., Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Darius Pinex, Oscar Grant, Manuel Diaz, Joel Acevedo, Laquan McDonald, Ayanna Stanley Jones, Sandra Bland, Jack Sun, Rennie Davis, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Maurice Granton, Harith Augustus. The list goes on and on and on. Thousands and thousands, especially black and Latino and Native American. If this were the only thing wrong with this system, 
it would be more than enough reason to sweep it off the earth. But this is only part of the intolerable outrages that are continually perpetrated by this system and that cause so much unnecessary suffering for the masses of humanity. So let's go back to why and what it will take to make all the outrages really stop. Why are black people, Latinos, and Native Americans subjected to genocidal persecution, mass incarceration, police brutality, and murder? Why is there the patriarchal degradation, dehumanization, and subjugation of all women everywhere, and oppression based on gender or sexual orientation? Why are there wars of empire, armies of occupation, and crimes against humanity? Why is there the demonization, criminalization, and deportations of immigrants and the militarization of the border? Why is the environment of our planet being destroyed? These are what we call the five stops, deep and defining contradictions of this system with all the destruction and suffering they cause, which must be protested and resisted in a powerful way, with a real determination to stop them, but which can only be finally ended by putting an end to this system itself. Why, along with all this, do we live in a world where large parts of humanity live in stark poverty, with 2.3 billion people lacking even rudimentary toilets or latrines, and huge numbers suffering from preventable diseases, with millions of children dying every year from these, from these diseases and from starvation, while 150 million children in the world are forced to engage in ruthlessly exploited child labor. And the whole world economy rests on a vast network of sweatshops, employing large numbers of women who are regularly subjected to sexual harassment and assault. A world where 65 million refugees have been displaced by war, poverty, persecution, and the effects of global warming. Why is this the state of humanity? There is one fundamental reason. The basic nature of the system of capitalism imperialism that we live under, and the way, because of its very nature, it continually perpetrates and perpetuates horror after horror. And in fundamental terms, we have two choices. Either live with all this and condemn future generations to the same, or worse, if they have a future at all, or make revolution. But what is the scientific basis for saying that this system is the source of all this? That it is built into this system, and therefore it is impossible to do away with these outrages through reforming this system, and instead it must be overthrown. Let's go back to those five stops the oppression of black people and other people of color. This system in this country 
was founded in genocide and slavery. From the beginning, African Americans and Native Americans were treated as pariahs, a caste of people less than human and not deserving of the same rights and opportunities as the European settlers of the territory. White supremacy was poured into the foundation and into every institution of the country. The uniting of the United States was accomplished through the compromise written into the founding constitution that institutionalized slavery. And for generations, slave labor produced a great part of the wealth of this country. As I said in Basics 1.1, there would be no United States as we now know it today without slavery. That is a simple and basic truth. And then, when it was no longer possible to contain the conflicts that had been somewhat held in check by the founding compromise, the Civil War erupted between the southern slave states and the northern states, which increasingly were based on the exploitation of wage labor by capitalists. But shortly after the end of this Civil War, another compromise was engineered, which was a continuation of the original compromise under the new conditions. The country was put back together on the basis of reaffirming and reinforcing white supremacy. With the masses of black people still overwhelmingly in the South, subjugated and terrorized into second-class citizen status, exploited in conditions of near slavery and sometimes still literal slavery by white plantation and other property owners. And the land and way of life of the native peoples was further stolen through armed conquest and decimated by slaughter, confinement in reservations, and cultural genocide which has resulted in the poverty, oppression, and repression that continues to be inflicted on Native Americans to this day. Under slavery, it was the armed patrols and militias organized by the slave owners that hunted down slaves who rebelled or just tried to escape and terrorized the masses of black people as a whole. After slavery, with Jim Crow segregation, it was the Ku Klux Klan, together with local sheriffs, who largely played this role. Today, in the conditions in which masses of black people in the ghettos of the inner cities find themselves, the role that was played in the past by the slave patrols and then the Ku Klux Klan and local sheriffs is now carried out by heavily armed urban police forces. This is a big part of the overall role of the police, which, as I said in Basics 124, is not to serve and protect the people. It is to serve and protect the system that rules over the people, to enforce the relations of exploitation and oppression, the conditions of poverty, misery, and degradation into which the system has cast people and is determined to keep people in. 
The law and order the police are about, with all their brutality and murder, is the law and order that enforces all this oppression and madness. In the days of slavery and then Jim Crow segregation after the Civil War, the oppressors viciously exploited and terrorized black people, brutally murdering those they saw as posing a threat or not staying in their place. But they did not kill off or incarcerate a huge part of the black population because their labor was needed as a backbone and crucial source of profit for the cotton plantations and the overall economy in the South and the country as a whole. Today, with great numbers of black people concentrated in the inner cities, and with many factories and other capitalist enterprises having moved away from the urban cores, the police have killed thousands of black people in the last few decades, and they play a key part in forcibly maintaining masses of black people in a situation where especially youth robbed of any decent future under this system are killing each other in the thousands and millions are either incarcerated or in some other way under the control of the so-called justice system. Because white supremacy is such a defining part of this country, it is not just African Americans and Native Americans, but people of color generally who are subjected to discrimination, degradation, and brutality. And this applies now in acute ways to those whose roots lie in Mexico, El Salvador, and other parts of Central America and the Caribbean, which are tightly ensnared in a net of domination and exploitation by the imperialists of the USA, whose ravaging of these countries has driven many to emigrate to the US itself. White supremacy and capitalism, they have been completely interwoven and tightly stitched together through the whole development of this country down to today. To attempt to really put an end to white supremacy while maintaining the system of capitalism would tear the entire fabric of the country apart. White supremacy and capitalism. It is not possible to overcome and finally abolish the one without overthrowing and finally abolishing the other. The oppression of women and oppressive gender relations. Not only is white supremacy completely interwoven and tightly stitched together with the development of capitalism in this country, but male supremacy is also completely interwoven and tightly stitched together with the whole historical development of the division between exploiters and exploited, oppressors and oppressed throughout the world, including the capitalist imperialist system which is dominant in the world today. Thousands of years ago, with the development of human societies in such a way that means of production, land, domesticated animals, tools, and so on, were no longer the common resource of people, 
but instead became privately owned. And with the division of labor resulting in women being responsible for child-rearing and men dominating ownership of these means of production and wanting to pass this along to their male heirs and not someone else's, this led to the dominance of the patriarchal family, with the man having power over his wife or wives and children, and women in society overall being subordinate to men, with all the brutality and terror, both mental and physical, that has been used to enforce this, and the whole ideology and culture of male supremacy and misogyny, regarding women as lesser, despised beings whose essential purpose is to serve men, that has rationalized and reinforced this inequality and oppression. This patriarchal oppression has also been bound up with the suppression and punishment of relations among people, including intimate relations, that run counter to and challenge traditional gender relations. It is crucial that there be determined struggle against this terrible oppression in all of its manifestations. But in order to finally abolish and move beyond all this, in society as a whole, and not just in one country, but for all of humanity, it is necessary to abolish the private ownership of the means of production, converting them into the common property of the people as a whole, and to replace the traditional patriarchal family with relations among people, including intimate relations, that are freely entered into and freed from all vestiges of oppression. This, of course, is impossible under capitalism. Only through the revolution to overthrow this system and uproot all relations of exploitation and oppression that are embodied in this system will it be possible to finally end the fundamental division in which half of humanity is subordinated to and dominated by the other half and all the brutality and agony bound up with that. This is why in the new socialist society that will be brought into being with the overthrow of capitalism, the goal as set forth in the Constitution for the new socialist republic in North America must be to overcome all traditions chains embodied in traditional gender roles and divisions and all the oppressive relations bound up with this in every sphere of society and to enable women as fully as men to take part in and contribute to every aspect of the struggle to transform society and the world in order to uproot and abolish all relations of oppression and exploitation and emancipate humanity as a whole. This is the Michael Slate Show, and we're listening to Bob Abakian, the chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party. And what we're listening to is a piece called The Five Stops, Why This System Can't Be Reformed. It's a clip from the film Why We Need an Actual Revolution and How We Can Really Make Revolution. And I'll be giving out the phone number later so that you can get in on the, you know, basically you can get to the head of the line with all the people trying to figure out how they're going to talk to us. We want to hear from you. We want to get here from you, post on social media, whatever way you can. My Twitter is at MichaelSlate195 on Facebook, and I'm MichaelSlate589. Let's hear more from Bob Avakian. 
wars of empire, armies of occupation, and crimes against humanity. Raiding and other forms of violent conflict between different people can be found going back to early societies long ago. But the emergence of class-divided societies and civilizations based on conquest, slavery, and other forms of exploitation and oppression has for millennia led to wars that have caused death and destruction on a massive scale. This has been especially so once the production and exchange of commodities, things produced for exchange rather than for direct use by those who produce them, developed on a large scale and means of transport were developed that enabled commodities to be exchanged and markets for exchange to be actively sought over a large and increasingly expanding territory. Wars were then fought to conquer markets and trade routes, as well as sources of raw materials, and to enslave and exploit conquered peoples. With the development of capitalism over the past several centuries, commodity production and exchange has been greatly extended to become the generalized way in which production and exchange has been carried out. If you think about it, all the things that you use are almost all of them. You do not make them yourself. You exchange something, namely money, to buy them from some other source. And this is what people all over the world are now doing. This is what capitalism has generalized. And capitalism has more and more tightly bound things together under its domination into an overall world system. But this system of capitalist imperialism is marked by profound divisions between different classes and groups of people within each country, between a small number of capitalist imperialist countries and the countries under the domination of these imperialists, particularly in the third world, that is Latin America, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, and divisions between imperialist countries themselves, whose rivalry has revolved to a significant degree around their contention for control of colonies and people to exploit in the third world. And when, for a time in the last century, there were socialist countries, first in the Soviet Union and then also in China, there was a conflict between the imperialist powers and those socialist countries, which the imperialists worked to isolate, suffocate, and destroy. All this led to two world wars in the last century, in which tens of millions of people were killed, including huge numbers of civilians. Since the end of World War II in 1945, the divisions that marked the world within the overall framework of domination by the capitalist imperialist system have led to continual wars. Wars where imperialist powers have unleashed massive violence against people fighting for liberation from imperialism in countries of the third world, such as the war in Vietnam, where the US slaughtered several million Vietnamese and poisoned much of the soil of that country with chemical weapons. War crimes and crimes against humanity that the US imperialists have continued in all parts of the world 
including today, for example, in the Middle Eastern country of Yemen, where because of bombing and other actions by Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, backed, armed, and aided by the US, one million people, including large numbers of children, are suffering and many are dying from the terrible disease cholera. And eight million people, more than a fourth of the population, are facing starvation. And there are wars between different oppressive forces, including wars where imperialist powers fight each other, not directly, but through proxies, such as the war which has devastated Syria over the past several years, where the US and Russia have backed, armed, and aided different factions. While another world war, which especially with the arsenals of nuclear weapons in the hands of the US and Russia, China, and some other countries, could lead to destruction and death on a massive scale, and could even bring about the extinction of the human race, while this has so far been avoided, so long as the capitalist imperialist system continues to dominate the world, and the profound divisions this embodies and enforces continue to exist, the danger remains of a far more devastating war than anything previously endured by humanity. Only through the overthrow of this system, including in its greatest centers of power in the imperialist countries themselves, an overthrow carried out also with the aim of preventing these imperialists from launching an all-out war of annihilation. Only in this way can we advance toward the goal of overcoming the divisions among human beings that embody exploitation and oppression and lead to violent conflict, and finally make a reality of the dreams and aspirations of so many for a world without war. The demonization, criminalization, and deportations of immigrants and the militarization of the border. The borders of this country were first established through war and repeatedly expanded through armed conquest of land, especially in wars against the native peoples and a war against Mexico in the middle of the 19th century. This war resulted in over half the territory of Mexico coming under the control of the US. And it was fought on the US side for the purpose of expanding slavery, as well as greatly enlarging its territory. Since the end of the 19th century, the US empire has been expanded not only by seizing countries such as the Philippines, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and Guam as colonies or near colonies, but also through invasions and other means installing rulers dependent on and obedient to the US. Today, the US has military forces and intelligence operatives stationed in over 100 countries around the world. And it provides military backing and other aid to governments, including brutally oppressive regimes that it maintains as part of the US empire and relying on its military as well as its economic power as coercion, 
U.S. imperialism not only continues to politically dominate, but to economically exploit and plunder countries throughout the Third World. Again, the countries of Latin America, and in particular Mexico, El Salvador, and other parts of Central America and the Caribbean, which the imperialists of the U.S. arrogantly regard as their backyard, have been the special targets of all this. Not only has the U.S. repeatedly carried out military invasions and coups there and backed murderous dictatorships with their bloodthirsty death squads terrorizing the people, but it has imposed economic agreements that have further bled these countries and intensified the misery of the masses of people there. For example, contrary to the lies spouted by Donald Trump, NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, engineered under Bill Clinton's presidency, has not resulted in the U.S. getting screwed, but has actually resulted in the ruin of large numbers of farmers in Mexico and increased the number of desperately poor people there, which has been a major factor in driving many people from Mexico to the United States. Trump only wants to make all this even worse. For all these reasons, along with other factors such as global warming and the accompanying crisis of water shortage in many countries, there are tens of millions of refugees in the world today, driven from their home countries and seeking asylum or simply a means to survive in the US and in capitalist countries in Europe. And given all this, it is the height of hypocrisy and of cruelty for the US government, and in particular the Trump-Pence regime, to talk about the right of countries to secure their borders and bray about building a wall to enforce this, let alone to denounce the masses of immigrants from a country like Mexico as rapists, drug dealers, and murderers, and to enact such barbaric measures as separating children, even very young children, from their parents if they are attempting to enter the U.S. without the required papers, and even if they are seeking asylum from persecution and violence. Here again, while determined and massive struggle needs to be waged against these inhuman actions by the U.S. and other oppressive governments, it should be clear that there can be no solution under the system of capitalism imperialism to the situation involving masses of immigrants and refugees. The only solution lies in the revolution to overthrow this system. A revolution aiming not just to abolish oppression, exploitation, poverty, and misery in one country, but having as its fundamental goal the abolition of all this throughout the world and the elimination of all borders and boundaries that erect walls between the different parts of humanity. The destruction of the planet by capitalism imperialism. The very fact that global warming is one of the major reasons why there are today a greater number of ref refugees, 65 million, than at any time since World War II is one powerful indicator of the severity of the climate crisis, which is increasing in intensity 
at an accelerating rate. The scientific evidence is overwhelming. The climate crisis poses a very real and growing threat to human civilization. And human activity, in particular the production and use of oil and other fossil fuels, is a major cause of this intensifying crisis. The accelerated melting of the ice sheets in Antarctica, the destruction of vast expanses of rainforests, the despoiling of other key parts of the Earth, including the oceans, with the terrible consequences for plant and animal species, which are also vital for human existence. All this can only continue and even further accelerate with human society under the domination of the capitalist imperialist system. Despite conferences and agreements which claim to be addressing this crisis, but which are dominated by the countries that are the biggest contributors to this crisis, despite talk and even some steps to develop sources of energy as alternatives to fossil fuels, Despite all this, the very nature of the capitalist imperialist system dictates that competing capitalists controlling billions of dollars of investments and the governments of the major world powers in particular are compelled to contend with each other for markets, cheap labor and raw materials, including fossil fuels, and for control of strategic parts of the world. This leads not only to economic and political conflicts, but repeatedly to wars, which themselves have a devastating effect on the environment. And it is worth noting that the US military is the single largest institutional consumer of oil in the world. To make matters even worse, this system has now brought forth a fascist regime to power in the US which is determined to shatter agreements and roll back regulations that offer even minor, if completely insufficient, protections for the environment, and to unleash forces whose effect on the environment, if persisted in, could actually lead to the destruction of human civilization. Obviously, we have only one Earth as a home for humanity. And this climate crisis can only be fundamentally and ultimately addressed on a world scale. But a first great step or leap can be taken by wresting power from the capitalist imperialist system in its most powerful stronghold and making this a source of inspiration and base of support for people around the world in rising up to overthrow and abolish all systems and relations of exploitation, oppression, plunder, and destruction of the environment and of human beings who can only continue to exist and to thrive through a rational and planned interaction with the rest of nature. From all this, it stands out very sharply that we live in a grossly lopsided world a world where a few dozen billionaires have as much wealth as the poorer half of humanity, and a small number of ruling classes in a small number of countries dominate, oppress, 
and control the destiny of the masses of humanity with consequences that are already terrible and could before long become catastrophic. And in everything that I've been shining a light on regarding the world we live in under the domination of capitalism imperialism, we are seeing the consequences of a system based on the private appropriation by competing centers of capital of wealth that is socially produced through networks of production involving vast numbers, ultimately billions of people all over the globe who are forced now to work in, in, in conditions and relations of production that exploit and dehumanize them. It is not simply greed that drives these capitalists to constantly seek ways to more ruthlessly exploit people. It is the fact that if they do not do this, or if some other capitalists do it more successfully, that is, even more ruthlessly, then they will face the prospect of not just falling behind, but actually going under, eaten up by other capitalist sharks. It is the private appropriation of socially produced wealth and the anarchy, the feverish competition and contention that results from this, which ultimately underlies and drives all the horrors that are concentrated in the five stops and the conditions to which the masses of humanity are continually subjected. The solution is to replace this system of private appropriation with a system where the socially produced wealth is also socially appropriated by a government actually representing the masses of people instead of a class of capitalist exploiters. And this wealth is then utilized on the basis of conscious planning in the interests and for the benefit of the people of society and ultimately the whole world. How this can be done is spelled out in the Constitution for the New Socialist Republic in North America. This is the fundamental difference between the society and world we have with the system of capitalism and imperialism that we are forced to live under and the world we could have. The bridge between these two worlds is revolution, a real revolution. Let's be honest, this is a difficult road, but there is no other way to finally put an end to the horrors that are continually brought forth by this system. And as hard as this is, it is possible if we go about it the right way, with the right outlook and approach, the right goals and method, the right strategy and plan. So this is what I'm going to dig into through the course of this talk. All right, welcome to the Michael Slate Show again. All right, back to it. And I always get invigorated whenever I hear these Avakian speeches because it's clear, it's sharp, and it's what's needed. All right, and it's something that's actually bringing people, struggling to bring to pe bring people to. Basically, I want to remind people that that was, in fact, Bob Avakian speaking. Um, and uh, you can hear this. You can hear more of this at revcom.us, okay, which is, you know, if you want to, and I think I really encourage people to do that because it's, you know, I used to like to say mind blower, which tells you how far back I go, but it's, um, it's more than that. It's actually something that really, really can help you begin to understand 
what's going on in the world, all the horror that's happening, and what needs to be done to change it. And I, you know, I came into the show today, and it's a little bit different than what I w- was planning on, but I, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm thinking it's important. I also think, though, that there's another, there's an, a lot that we have to do, and I'm going to reread something, and, it's, and even if it takes off a little bit of time, we have about 12 minutes or 13 minutes to, you know, like I said, this is something that's we need to deal with. It's really very important, and I want to read, again, the five stops, okay? We read them in the beginning, and I think it's important. I think it's important for the, what we're faced with in the society today, so it's I want to read again the five stops. We have many different types of guests on the, on the Michael Slate Show, from artists to scientists. You know, we cover a broad range of topics, and hopefully we will be doing more on art and music in the future as well. All right? So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run through this, and then I think we have, a, we have somebody named Phil online, and he'll, we'll be right with him, but I just want to run through this so everybody's on the same page, all right? Um, I want to read the five stops. We have many different types of guests on the show, as I said, and... Um, I just want to read them to make sure that people know what we're talking about. Okay, so stop genocidal prosecution, mass incarceration, police brutality, and murder of black and brown people. Stop the patriarchal degradation of dehumanization and subjugation of all women everywhere and all oppression based on gender or sexual orientation. Stop wars of empire, armies of occupation, and crimes against humanity. Stop the demonization, criminalization, and deportations of immigrants and the militarization of the border. Stop capitalism, imperialism from destroying our planet. All right, so you take that and and let's run with it. And let me remind you once again that if you're listening to the show right now, that means that you're listening to a pre-recorded version of the show and you will not be able to call into the show and, and have a conversation with my guests. But you will get a hell of a lot out of the conversation that went on between my guests and the callers. And let's see, we have a couple of people lined up, so why don't we get a start on this? Because I'm really anxious to hear what people are thinking. Let's see, uh, Phil. Let's, Phil, how are you? All right, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. And you're doing good, so let's hear what you got to say. Well, uh, for the first time, I feel a sense of despair as I listen to Bob Avakian, because uh, even I agree with most of what he's saying, and... Uh, and I wish that the revolution could be successful, but even if it were successful, and uh, let's say, you know, the Revolutionary Communist Party had power, and, uh, but like, reading the Frankfurt School, uh, people like Herbert Marcuse and uh, Lacan, we realized that Marx did not have access to uh, psychology. After Freud came out of psychology in the early 1900s, uh, later Marxists were able to realize that Revolution seemed to fail because humans don't have the psychology, the consciousness, to actually be able to make the revolution sustainable. And I'll take my comments, uh, the response off the air, please. Okay, Phil, thank you very much. Well, I'd say one thing. I mean, look, I, you know, it's interesting because when I went to school, I was majoring in science, <laughs> basically. And, um, you know, people kept telling me, that we meet these revolutionaries, and they kept telling me, yo, you know, there's another science. There's a science that you got to look at. And I used to think, no, no, that's not scientific what they're talking about. I'm talking about I'm being a biologist or whatever. And, you know, and, and later I realized that, you know, you can't just dismiss this science that's, uh, that, that's able to, one, dig into what's happening, why it's happening, how do you deal with this, how do you step up to it. That's the kind of science that we're talking about. And there is. There's social science. There's, there's you know, the, there's the physical science. There's all that. But this is in particular 
this science is built on basically you know, making a tremendous advance for all humanity, doing what's necessary to make an advance to all, for all humanity. And that's what we're up against right now because you know as well as I do, if you're, you're listening to this show, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, you, you, you've been thinking about this, you know, this kind of question for a long time, you also got to try and dig into, look at what we're, what, what's actually being said here. You know, look at what's actually being said here. And, and then think about this because we're talking about, you know, all the horrors that people go, go through um, right now and what can be done about it. And, you know, basically everybody seems to be looking for, or a lot of people seem to be looking for a way out and they, but they, they, they keep themselves stuck within the, 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 the sort of the, 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 you know, the basic circle that, uh, only allows them to do a couple of things. All right. And that's actually something that's, you know, that's not good. It's not good. And it's, yes, stuck within the system. That's the, that, that basically, that's what I was getting about with this whole point about, you know, why, what happens? You're talking to, you're talking to the system itself and you're not being, you're not able to sort of push that all away and understand or look at and see, really, I would really encourage you to dig into the, the, the stuff that, that Bob Avakian has done. Dig into it. You can write to us. In fact, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us. And, and to this show, and uh, we can pass it on to the Bob Avakian and the people you know that that that, he, that, that are out there um, promoting his stuff out in the streets and everywhere else, um, and we can get that to, to you. But let's have a conversation about that because I think it's one of the biggest questions. And I think I'm glad you like what's being done, but it's also it is true and it's important that people recognize that this is this is not sort of a this is not a you know a carnival show. This is, and I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm just saying it's not something that you know, is sort of should be pushed away. This is actually based on science. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk to Elizabeth. L Elizabeth in the uh, and she, you want to talk about the difference between Revcoms and the Green Party. Let's hear what you have to say, Elizabeth. No, I want to ask you what the difference <laughs> is. I read the Green Party platform, and I don't see any difference. I, I've never heard of the Socialist Revolutionary uh, Revolutionary <laughs> Socialist Communist Party until now. Thank you for introducing. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely. What is the difference? Well, the the, ba the basic difference, I think, really is that this is that the Revolutionary Communist um, Party, is, as far as I understand, is is actually, you know, it's about rebuilding a whole new society on a whole different grounding, you know, because you look at the Green Party, it does not break away any of these places. They they find their way within the system itself, a way that they can somehow manage to continue to, to, you know, what, do what they're doing in the system. Whereas what's happening with a revolutionary, with the, with the revolutionary communist, you know, position on this and what people are trying to do is to change the entire society, to change the entire world, frankly, to, to make it so that people nowhere have to suffer in the horrors that we see them suffer today and that we can all actually work with each other. We can build a whole different world. We don't need the people that are out here you know, cause bringing wars or just, you know, I mean, I was just reading something for a show we're going to do soon on the numbers of people in the, in the jails, particularly black and Latino people, you know, and what's happening with in the jails and, and what does that mean? What does it say? Or what's happening with women, you know, and all these things can, I think all, the horrors, you know, the horrors of what's happening actually can be continuously run. But at the same time, the big deal is, we can find out there is a way to fight to get out of this. And I think that's the big difference because it's not, you know, the Green Party is, you know, is going to be linked into as much as people are very, very, you know, 
they're very much into that and they, they try to actually do some stuff for this, but there is a, you know, there is a way that they're, that they're actually trying to function, trying to make their way through the, 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 what's there. And we're trying to say that there has to be a whole new thing, that the system itself is, you know, the problem. Okay, that's the thing. It's not, the, it's not, not let's make the system better, but the system itself is the problem. Now, one thing, you know, that I also want people to know is that there is a really great program on every Friday, okay? And it's on fr uh, or it's Thursday, I'm sorry, every Thursday evening, and uh, like in around 5 o'clock or something. And uh, we'll, we'll put it up on my, on my website. And it's actually, it's, uh, for, it's the RNL show. And I really think that they have a lot to say on this. They're really, you know, they, they invigorate you when you actually, when you get this. So let's talk about this. The system is the problem. We've talked about that. Um, and I think, I don't know if that, you know, answers it, but um, we're going <laughs> to, I hope, stay with us and we can talk about it again yeah, in the yeah, future. It, do it, it does. No, okay. it does because the Green Party seems to be relying upon politicians. Yeah. Whereas yeah. there's a way to govern without politicians getting in the way anymore. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot, Elizabeth. We're gonna we're gonna we got a couple other people to get, but thank you very much and keep keep in touch here, okay? All right, how about we, all right, how about we talk to Rick? And uh Hello Rick. Hey, greetings. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Uh though I appreciate uh, very much uh Bob Avakian's uh uh heart and what he presents uh as as to what uh, what what the uh, the party's trying to do, I have uh, over a decade of experience living in Europa, mostly in Scandinavia, and I've been an activist and traveled extensively throughout Europa and Af uh, the continent of Amexum, not Africa, because Africa is the name of a Roman general, so the continent cannot be named after a Roman general, and so you have to re you have to stop with the fake interpretation, the left-right interpretation of history, because history is circular. We are the aboriginal people here. We were here before anybody came here. We, the melanated people, were the original people on this planet, in this land, from coast to coast. And uh, it's written in the chronicles of Lewis and Clark. Meriwether Lewis wrote it. He said, wherever we went west of the Mississippi, we found a spiral-haired people in charge, not the stringy-haired people that were sent to greet us, unquote. So until we get back to the true history of this land and get off of all this uh, uh, Indian talk and all this nonsense about Indians, when we, the original melanated people, have been here for over half a million years, all right. we have that documented, we have monuments, we have uh, pyramids and mounds from coast to coast to prove it. All right, Rick. We don't have to discuss that. All right, I want to thank but you. You have to get off of this interpretation of well, history that you guys put out. I okay. I I'll talk about that. But thank you very much for talking with us. All right, and st listen to what we what I'm going to say. It's going to maybe we'll do something further in a, about it. But you know, look, there is a point to it's not it's not you know there is an actually a point to what Marx discovered was the how the whole society functioned, how the whole society overall functioned. And yes, you know you can I you know I been to many places in the world and seen many different ways that people were treated, mistreated, treat, you know, the mistreated on the bottom and, you know, just sucking the blood out of the people on the top, you know, the people on the top sucking the blood out of people. And this is a whole thing that, 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 you know, is, is real, but it's also true that it doesn't have to be this way. 
it doesn't have to be this way. And it's not going to be about, you know, it, it's got, in order for it not to be this way, we, we have to look at what is there and how are we going to change it? What's it going to take? And I firmly believe, and I think this is what's, what's one of the things that really attracts me and keeps me going in, 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 with the, you know, the revolution, because it is going to take exactly that, what Bob Avakian and, and the people in the, in the you know, Revolutionary Communist Party and the people around it, what they're doing. This is, this is the thing that you know, they say very clearly that the system is the problem, all right? That's the thing. And the system is what's got to be overturned and gotten rid of. And you know what? Unfortunately, we're running out of time very quickly. All right, and we're going to go out with the Chambers Brothers with Time Has Come Today. And this is what we're going to go out with, and we will talk with you again next week. And I want to do something next week that's going to be give us a lot longer to be able to talk with people. So buckle up your stuff and your thinking caps, and let's get into it next week, all right? I'm really going to do, you know, push on that because I, I was really beginning to like what we were doing today in a deeper way and we know how to keep doing it. So talk to you again next week.